It's like, it's not really about the group. It's about, no, no. I mm. didn't say that, you know. I said red. Yeah. <laughs> These things, I don't know where purple come from. Red. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good job. Sometimes I know exactly what you're going to say. Every single month, your bank account is overdrawn. The world is a business. A husband is what's left of a sweetheart after the nerve has been killed. Walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. Obey selfish, ignorant citizens, you're going to get selfish, ignorant leaders. You mean like Democrats? Well, we both agree that must be the reason. Why not let the folks themselves ask for something that they'd like to hear? We are knee-deep in a pool of stagnation. Oh, no, no, wait a minute, friends. You don't want to hear that, do you? Yeah. yeah! Hey, guys, welcome to Objectively Incorrect. I'm your boy, Stephen Smith. You have been gone for a little bit, but we're back, we're back, we're back, and we're here. And we're here with Miss Precious Mills, hey. who's from Cake Precious. <laughs> I know Precious for a really long time. Precious, long I know from since like I was at ZAZ, right? It's been a long time, you know? It's that was a been. while. It's like 2005. Yeah. And you look the same. You look the same too. You look even more the same. Oh my. Thank in you. fact, in fact, <sighs> just as beautiful as she's always oh my been. Gosh. Blush, blush. Thank and you way me. smarter now than she was 15 <laughs> years ago. Anyway, but, <laughs> but anyway, so Precious is here from the same kids. Nevis Trades and Labor Union. Correct. Right? Mm-hmm. And she's the general secretary and the first female to hold that post, which is... Yes, historic. Which is exciting because Very. when women get involved, it'll be, it'll be a different culture altogether. That is true. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> finally, we're going to make some moves because we don't have the lack of... It. No, that's not true. So before we even get into it, we're going to be talking today about the, the, um, the Sengis Trades and Labor Union mm-hmm. and what they've been doing, the new push, the new media push, and to try to, you know, kind of re-energize not just the brand, but actually the purpose and the mandate that you guys have oh, yes. and making some big changes in Sengis and Nevis. Definitely. Also, we're going to be talking about a little bit about COVID and, you know, that kind of stuff because... That's what's happening now. But anyway, yeah, this is, you know, we're here. So before we even get into that, we're going to do our fact of fiction section. And um, what we're going to do, Precious, is I'm going to ask you, well, I'm going to state five, I'm going to make five statements and you're going to say at the end if they think that they're true or if they're false. Okay. okay. Absolutely no pressure. All right, so number one, <laughs> I made, what I did is when I was doing the research for this, I actually tried to find like facts about work. Okay. Around the world, though. so okay. it's not even just about sync. It's so let's see what's up. She's let's shaking, go. she's dancing. Wait, this you, is gonna, you said five? It's gonna be five, yeah. It's only so my pass five. mark is what three. Okay, once you get three, you're good. No half points, no half points whatsoever. <laughs> it's either true or false. All right, let's go. Number one at a work week average of 35 hours, France has the shortest work week in the world. At a work week average of 35 hours, France has the shortest work week in the world. True or false? False. It's 100% false. It is actually false. Yeah. Around the world, the work week ranges from 40 to 44 hours per week. That's really normal. But some countries have a great attitude towards work-life balance. The Netherlands has the shortest work week in the world at 29 hours per week. So number two, Monday is the most common sick day. Monday is the most common sick day. True or false? Monday morning blues. True. It's 100% accurate. Yes, Monday is the most common sickness. When you had the weekend and, and it was the morning fun. blues on Tuesday, this week after the holiday. Correct, because <laughs> it's like the day after you have to come back in. 
Okay, number three. In Japan, because of tradition, the common work week is 32 hours and has been that way since the 1400s. In Japan, because of, the tr because of tradition, the common work week is 32 hours and has been that way since the 1400s. True or false? I mean, it's what false. It's what? I mean, it's what false. It's 100% false. It's actually false. And get this right. Okay. In Japan, the average working week is 60 to 70 what? hours. Those people work. And many Japanese, this is a little not so fun. Many Japanese drop dead at work as a result. This is known as karushi. Every year, over 10,000 Japanese suffer from karushi. Karushi. Yeah, karushi. Um, just basically dying on the job. Just exhaustion. That's crazy. It's usually heart attack or some stress-related. That's hustle overdrive. That is crazy. Oh, my goodness. This is hustle overdrive indeed. So you've already won. Congratulations. Oh, wait. How, how We're going to keep going. You did three out of three so far. Oh. You're, you're better. I'm still shaking. Let's see I what's up. Know. Let's keep going. Number four. According to statistics, once an item is filed, there is a 98% chance it will never see the light of day again. According to statistics, once an item is filed, there's a 98% chance it will never see the light of day again. True or false? <laughs> this one is a funny one. Uh, I want to say true because, you know, these paperwork and it's like, if you have to retrieve it for something, then that's something else. But So you just said true? Sounds true. It's true. 98% will never, <laughs> never be, never be recalled. Imagine that. That is, it feels like, but then again, you know what? The 2% of things that you're going to go back for. Mm -hmm are usually very circumstantial. Okay. If you think about it. You're really batting like four and four right now. Let's go Ooh. with the last one. So this is the last one, number five. Precious, you ready? Mm -hmm. Let's do it. So five. The average office okay. chair... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did the pose like the monkey like, on the wall. That's the monkey But like, what, what I got was the Sherlock vibe. Oh yeah, okay. Well, I got the Sherlock, it was like very Sherlock. It's, a, like, it's a duo then. It's a Sherlock and it's the dream monkey on the wall. There you go. Okay. All right, so let's go. <laughs> Number five, the average office chair with wheels travels about eight miles per year. The average office chair with wheels travels about eight miles per year. True? Or false. That sounds strange, you know, because even when you're thinking, you're like, you know, push back. Oh my gosh, what's next? Uh, turn around, pass me that. Okay, it sounds true. It's true. Ah! Eight months. <laughs> <laughs> so really, when I read this fact, right, I was like, by the way, you've gotten a hundred percent. Oh wow! You're part of the winner circle. I think only like where's the confetti? Four, there's. Wee, look at the confetti. Thanks. Seeing that you guys can't see that there's nothing there. <laughs> oh my God, it's falling on my face. It's so pretty. Oh yeah, wow. Oh, there's All a green one. All these colors. There's a purple <laughs> and a red and <laughs> interesting yellow and green. All right. Um, <laughs> but what do you guys do? Like, I mean, at this the, the, the Trades and Labor Union, what do you guys do? Do you represent? I don't know. For some reason, I feel like you guys represent. Go ahead. <laughs> represent people who work. 
generally. Yes, that is the general understanding of what the organization is about. Mm -hmm. We represent on behalf of workers, their interests, and their well-being. We do have a cross-section of workers, basically, in different phases of the workforce in St. Kitts and Nevis, uh -huh. including the manufacturing and general, general workers. General workers. Yeah. So the thing is, I mean, the Labor Department... You guys advocate differently than the Labor Department? Is there like a crossover? Yes, there is a crossover because we actually, we, are, we partner together because mm -hmm. we're supposed to be in the equation of social dialogue. Correct. So the, the Labor Department, of course, handles grievances that workers have, and we do the same. Mm -hmm. So there is supposed to be a partnership. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there can be challenges in terms of the workers coming to us before they go to the labor department. Mm -hmm. uh, so there needs to be coordination going forward in terms of how we actually work together in the interest of the workers. Interest of the workers. Yes. So, I mean, the, I'm guessing the trade and labor union that was set up like like decades and decades. Oh, decades ago. Decades ago. So yeah. did, it, did it precede the labor, the, the, the labor department, the, the government entity of the labor department, or is it that... I don't know which came first, the chicken, the uh, egg. Listen, you, <laughs> chicken, the egg. See, you are asking something that has been debated for a long time. A long time, but in, in terms of the the presence of the union, we came mm. about in May 1940. Mm. So you see how long that has been. That's, that's and if we ridiculous. count back decades before, we know that there have been issues that have been affecting workers for decades before. Of course, of and course. so it gave rise to something. In, um, in accordance with um, what the Sankey's Nevis Trades and Labor Union does in terms of representing for the rights of workers, the welfare of workers. And so on. Mm -hmm. So the thing, because I mean, I would be guessing before that there was really no like concrete advocacy group. It was just basically, I said, go over there, I'm the boss and you just do it. Yes, actually, grievances, workers have been experiencing challenges for a very long time. And so before... Trade unions were legally allowed to operate in, in the federation of the world. Mm -hmm. There were groups who had the interests of workers in the forefront of their minds in terms of these conditions are not right, we Correct. need to do something. And mm -hmm. so you have had these informal groups. Collectively, they are all thinking that we need to do something. And mm -hmm. so you had lobbying even before the formal structure has been in place. Correct. Before the union, the Sinkis Nevis Trades and Labor Union, there was the Workers' League. Mm -hmm. And then came about the, the trade union. And the, the Workers' League was doing basically the same thing. As you basically said, at the forefront of your mind, you can't work us out. You can't give us 110 yes. hours a week. Definitely. Check those wages. This is not enough. We are doing so much for your productivity. We need to compensate us well. You mm. need to make sure that we are comfortable in terms of you know, being productive in mm. the workforce. So with the, the trades and labor, you, lab, trades and labor union mm -hmm. that you, you work with, like, is it like a proactive sort of group or is it more like reactive, like... I would come to you and say, I don't feel this. Could you check into it? Or is it more like you guys are going out and making sure that people are doing, like employers are doing what they're supposed to be doing? I like that question, Stephen. And the reason is, is that because uh, there are workers who come to us mm -hmm. and it's oftentimes when they have grievances. Correct. So in, in, the, in the time that they have issues, they're looking for a middleman. They're looking for yeah. an ear. 
Mm-hmm. So here they issue. So Correct. they hear about the Sinky Sneefish Trades and Labor Union. And so they will come to the office and they ask, you know, this is my situation. What can be done? Mm-hmm. Is the workplace correct in taking this action? And mm-hmm. so we have to basically guide them in terms of what is happening, educate them. And then, should I say, if, if they basically find us, uh-huh. but we are trying to revamp that way of doing it. Yeah, in terms of persons not thinking that it's only when you have an issue that you're supposed to come to us. You're supposed to be part of an organization like the Sinky Stevens Trades and Labor Union because if you're a worker, you have to look out for your very interest. It's not about the money. Mm. You can work, work, work all the time, but you have to make sure that you're being treated fairly. And I think that all workers in the Federation should be aware of what their rights are in general. Mm. So is it, so you guys, I mean, I'm guessing you're on this show because you wanted to make sure that people understand kind of more in line of what you guys could do for them and also what they should be looking out for themselves, yes. right? Not just like, as you said, not just money. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody's putting you at unnecessary risk or you're working a ridiculous amount of hours and so on. No, the thing is, it's it's funny uh, I think it's it's very timely that we're having this conversation because I think right now in, in terms of the COVID and today I had a conversation with um, a, a worker, somebody who works at a supermarket and they were saying that regularly they have these meetings with their employers and the employers are saying, you know, you have to get vaccinated um, and if you don't get vaccinated, then there are going to be repercussions and so on. Mm-hmm. And they're doing things like incentivizing the vaccination, like, hey, you know, if, you, if any of you are vaccinated, we could do these team activities, but mm-hmm. if you're not, then you're not allowed to come. Now, in terms of the trades and labor union, is it that that's something that's allowed? Is it that this is a special case? Like, surrounding this, what, what, is, the, what is the trades, what, what is the position? Because, I mean, he feels pressured, so I, I'm wondering... Is is his employers right to tell him that you know if you don't get vaccinated these are going to things is it is it functionally right labor wise? Thanks, know? thanks for that question, Stephen. <laughs> so going back to what we discussed earlier, mm-hmm. uh, the topic of COVID nineteen vaccination at the workplace has been something has been a topic that has caused some workers to actually visit our office Correct. because of course they would have gotten these memos. They are still getting these memos Correct. that are saying that you know vaccination, vaccination, we want you to take the vaccine to protect the country, to protect yourself. And that is fine that they're using that mandate, but there are workers who genuinely have concerns about not wanting to take the vaccine. Now, of course, the employers will feel that they have an obligation to protect the workforce Mm -hmm. and they have an obligation to play its part in terms of what the national program is the role of vaccination program mm-hmm. and the efforts that are being made to address the pandemic. That is fine. But you have to remember that the worker himself or herself is an individual with Correct. concerns. They are human being mm-hmm. and very and many persons are very mindful in terms of what goes inside of their body. Correct. One mm-hmm. of the interesting things is that many persons are saying, okay, these, this vaccine is here, but what is going to happen in the long run? Mm-hmm. Can I be on the lookout for side effects, long-term side effects? Mm-hmm. And these are conversations that need to be had because persons are curious. Now, 
because we have gotten reports and persons have visited the office. We have actually, we actually in March this year, we put out a press release mm. saying that we are not against the vaccination. And let me make it clear that the Sinky Sleeve is trades and union. union. We are not against the vaccination. We call for educating the workforce, put the information to the workers in a way that they can objectively make up their minds in terms of taking it Correct. or not. Mm. And so we put out a press release that stated our position that we are not against the vaccination. And so what we frown upon, though, mm-hmm. is what we see as threatening language. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh-huh. And we've had meeting, executive meetings to discuss our positions on this because it is, it's very serious. It is. And some persons are thinking, okay, their bread lane is on the line, what so, are they supposed to do? So it's basically being caught between a rock and a hard place because if you're going to tell somebody that, take this, or this could happen, you mm-hmm. could lose your, your job. Yeah, yeah you could mm-hmm. be denied promotion. It's going to send a message of survival to these workers. And, you know, some when they visit us, they're, they're very concerned mm-hmm. and we try to appease them in terms of, you know, have a conversation with your employer, with your manager and see how you really feel and explore whatever options mm-hmm. that will be available to you. But that's the thing. I mean, like, so are you saying that, I mean, and this is a difficult question to ask because I think, and I think it's a question that people are asking. If I am working for an organization and I don't want to, to take the vaccine, and this is not pro-vaccine, I'm not against vaccines, mm-hmm. um, but I'm just saying as a position, I'm working for an organization, it could be a very big organization, and they're saying the memos are coming down with threatening language and the very heavy-handed, forceful, you know, if you don't, then bap, 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 and you have to do this, and then you have to incur more costs because you have to get tested and all of these things. Is the, is the, like, are the employers in their own right to make things more difficult for you if you don't have the vaccine, or is it that they could fire you if you don't have the vaccine? Is it that they... Is it that they're in the right to do such a thing? No, they, they are not in the right. And these are some of the questions of workers, you know. Yeah, correct. What, what, what happens if they, if they refuse? Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is that you cannot be, should I say, victimized, penalized for a decision that you would have taken. Of course, the companies would have policies in terms of, okay, if you're not going to do that, mm-hmm. then we have to let you go. But if that is the case, it is best that the... The workers, their packages are put together properly. If you're going to terminate because of that, mm-hmm. even though we don't support that, mm-hmm. make sure that the workers are paid out properly. Compensated. Yes. Uh-huh. And the thing is, especially at this time, and this is more like maybe a little more of a personal thing. I think everybody is just everybody is completely scared. Like, um, when I was talking to the gentleman today, and it's just it's so timely that these things are happening when they happen. I was talking to him this morning, and he was like, you know, the bosses them would want to show this kind of strong front that, like, you know, this is what we're going to do, and we're strong, and we know, and we're confident this is going to work. But at the end of the day, he said to his boss, he's like, look, I know we want to put up this machismo, but I am scared. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not just scared about COVID. I'm scared about the vaccine. I'm scared about losing my job. I'm scared about my family getting sick. Mm-hmm. I'm scared about my mother who needs 
my um, financial input right. in order to stay, right. to be within a, a proper cared facility or whatever. I need these things to keep going. Mm -hmm. And then he says, like, you know, his employer is like, you know, I, well, I'm, I'm, I'm scared too. Yeah. Like, if I have, look, look, think about the financial incentive this, for me to get the vaccine. If I have you coming in mm -hmm. and you're unvaccinated or whatever the case is, and you hit the door, mm -hmm. and you infect 90% of my staff, my business has to shut down. There's no way for me to keep continue carrying on. Mm -hmm. um, if you do that and everybody gets sick and people die, then I have a situation where I'm going to have to deal with that as well. Some of yeah. these people, I'm close to them as well. It's not just they work for me. Right. You know, Some of them have become you know, compatriots or friends or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'm worried about them too, so I'm scared about that. Yeah. So it, it's just like... As you as you see it unfold, because mm -hmm. I don't think we're going to be in a situation where we're going to be in this bubble for long. Um, and saying it is definitely a victim of victory. We've right. been doing really, really good, mm -hmm. like exceptionally good. And it, I think even in terms of the leadership, like mm -hmm. they've been heavy handed at the start mm -hmm. and know that this, this vaccine is coming and it's supposed to be voluntary. I think there's still heavy-handed no i don't agree with it that's my own personal mm -hmm. that's my own personal belief i don't believe in the heavy-handedness i right. think that people need to be engaged mm -hmm. you have a fear let me give you information and then you make your mm -hmm. own decision and that's what i told the guy too i said like listen you have to do your own research because this is something that's going to affect you whether you take it or you don't take it right. there are going to be effects right. there are going to be repercussions that you're gonna have to face yeah. whether you do it or you don't do it mm -hmm. and he's like but yeah but i feel like if, they, if they're the ones pushing it, then they're the ones who are supposed to be giving me the information. I said, um, well, I would like for them to do that. But then this is your well-being. It's not just about your job. That's true. It's about your life. Yeah. You know, and again, I'm not pro-vaxxer against vaccine. Yeah. Uh, not, I'm just kind of, look, I'm trying to be informed. Right. <laughs> I'm just, that's all I need. Mean. Right. Whether I take it, don't take it. I'm mm -hmm. just trying to be informed. Right. But then in terms of the labor union, so you guys are advocating more or less for the workers, yes. correct? Uh -huh. So what about those then that, um, that would be vaccinated? Like, for example, um, some people I know, of, they took the vaccine and they had mm -hmm. adverse effects. It usually lasts like a day or two days, maybe three days. Mm -hmm. How does that reflect for a worker seeking to still be compensated for those days is it that they still could be compensated for those days if they take the vaccine is that an issue that pops up or you know ah interesting that you <laughs> ask that because at one of the recent briefings for the COVID-19 updates mm -hmm. as a question along that line was, asked. was posed to the labor minister but there are some things that are happening in terms of COVID and it's kind of like it is forcing a lot of different sectors of society to think in terms of how do we, how do we respond to what is happening. Correct. If these workers are going to have certain issues associated with taking the vaccine, with being in quarantine, how do you, how do you dictate what, 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 how the worker is going Correct. to be compensated? So it's like the stakeholders have to come up with certain... <laughs> Policies. New policies, like out of the blue. Yeah, Correct. to see how to, to come back some of these concerns, uh, the aftermath, the during of what is happening when you take the vaccine, or even just the activities of COVID-19 being in isolation, quarantine. Mm -hmm. If you're working, you're asked to stay home because there's a community spread and you were linked to so-and-so-and-so. You're staying home, but Correct. 
is my would my bossman have the leniency, the compassion to say, you know what, this situation has happened. It's not your fault, but we're gonna continue paying. Or so it's it's kind of like a moral kind of obligation, kind of. But then you still need some formal backing in terms of Correct. that happened, and this is our response. Which is is, is interesting because then you would think that. The Labor Department, because you guys don't make um, don't make laws, you don't influence laws particularly. We, actually, Stephen, let you me don't. just say that we are on the tripartite committee, the National Tripartite Committee. We do have a seat at the table in terms of our the influence that we can make mm-hmm. in terms of policy decisions. Right now, the the union is part of the discussions for the National Labor Code document. It has been ongoing for some time. I have not had the opportunity to participate seeing that I'm fresh on mm. the, on the, the committee. On the committee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like um, more discussions are to be had. So I think it's an is kind of forward to in terms of the structuring of the labor code document that is going to address a lot of issues in terms of the workforce. So you're saying, and, and I want to make sure I understand. So mm-hmm. the, the, the labor code that you're talking about, the reform that you're talking, because I'm guessing it's some level of reform, reformation and I'm dating some old yeah, principles. Yeah, updating, uh-huh. When, when last was that done? Ooh, it was done, I remember, well, from our side, we had legal consultation because we do have to get our team ready in terms of, we're looking at the document, uh-huh. going through it with a fight, Fight take home, uh-huh. and we're seeing areas that we think could impact workers, like directly, indirectly. So it's it can be tedious in terms of restructuring the document, but mm. we are picking out certain sections that we think will be relevant to the workforce in general. Okay. So we had some consultations in 2018. That was our part. There is a meeting that should be coming up shortly. Mm-hmm. So To address it again? Or to, to, ad- to, to address it again in terms of what's going to happen. Yeah. I could imagine, right? And this is me speculating. Please correct me because this is your bag, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I could imagine th- there's been a lot of um, talk as of recent of people who have faced like dismissal on the workplace and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And they feel, of course, that they were unjustly, um, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know, um, Made redundant, right? So, like, I, I, I always say, like, but wait, wait, wait. So, after all these years, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you would think there would be some easygoing protocol, like, a, a few steps that you take, like, if you, if you feel you want to get justice. Right. I've never met anybody who's went through the process uh-huh. of trying to get that justice and had an easy time of it. Ooh. It's always, like... Ooh. Some, oh, but the, the, the employer saying this and, mm-hmm. and the labor department said this and may, they, they say me on a case, but this happened to me and, da, 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 and I got it proof, I got it knows. Right. And it's like, how is this not an easy process? Like, why is the code not quick? Uh-huh. You know, like yeah. I was working for Pre- Precious and Precious fired me because she said she don't like me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but, but, but what do you mean you don't like me? What is it? That's something I did. Did I not follow the protocols? Did, was I insubordinate? Yeah, that's yeah. gone through wrongful termination. Correct, mm-hmm. right? So like, you just don't like me. You just mm-hmm. you feel you get up one day and I'm not liked. What, what is this, <laughs> right? Or like, right. Or, or, and the same thing. I mean, for the employer on the other side, um, if you can't continue to pay somebody's salary, mm-hmm. like for example, say your business is no longer functioning the same way and you have to make a termination mm-hmm. like 
how do you go about doing that so that the person doesn't feel unjustly terminated? Like, it was a last minute, I'm going to just do this decision. Uh, you see, when, when it comes to settling workers after they would have been terminated, there's actually a process. Mm -hmm. It is not smooth because, of course, there are different channels that you would have to go through in terms of the paperwork. And that's a partnership that happens between the, the union and the labor department mm -hmm. uh, in some instances. Because we have, work, we have had visitors to the office, workers who have been terminated from workplaces mm -hmm. and they're curious they're saying okay i'm working I've, i have worked for this company for so and so many years but this calculation of my money does not seem correct mm. and so in in an instance like that the our union now will have to act as a, a liaison mm -hmm. for that aggrieved worker and in terms of making contact with the labor department to say hey we have a concern. Can you assist us? We are doing this. Correct. And in terms of our in-house management of something like this, we do have formulas to work on in terms of you're working for a certain number of years. Mm -hmm. You're expected to get at times, whatever, times, whatever. And so we can see where a worker has not been justly paid. And so we'll have to have an outreach in terms of satisfying that, that concern. That concern. Mm -hmm. Ooh, so <laughs> it is... It is a lot of work. Uh, the labor department, I know their process has become a bit tedious because they're trying to do checks and balances in terms of making sure that certain things are on point. Mm -hmm. So sometimes behind the scenes, it can seem like things are taking forever. But in terms of making sure that everything is accounted for and... It's a lot of, it's yeah, a lot it's, of due it's, diligence. Yeah, it is a lot of due diligence. So that is something that we could contend with on our side because sometimes we're acting on behalf of a worker and they'll be like, you know, what's happening, what's happening, what's happening? But sometimes things are out of our hands because we have to wait, wait for on the, the labor department to do their yeah. part in it. And I the thing is to remember, like, as it, it's, a, it's a funny position to be in because a lot of us, um, we live our lives, like our paychecks, I don't make a paycheck, but <laughs> our paychecks, right? <laughs> our paychecks kind of go directly to our upkeep. Like, it's not like... I could necessarily suspend myself waiting for a month for me to get the correct money that I'm supposed to get because right. I'm going to need this money right. to survive that same month. Exactly. It, it, it's, it's really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I remember there was one time I, 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 I booked up on a situation. This guy used to sell conks to a, a restaurant. And I was more close with the people from the restaurant. Mm -hmm. And they used to complain. They were like, you know, <laughs> well... The lady complained to me one time. She was like, you know, every time we buy kangs from this guy, like, he shows up the next morning at 6 a.m., mm -hmm. like, waiting for the business to own so he could get him money. So I'm like, what's, I don't see what's wrong with that. What's the problem? She's like, well, you know, you could wait till the month and then just get paid every month instead of just doing it on a per thing basis. Mm -hmm. And I said, I don't think that you're putting yourself in his position. You do not know what his commitments are. Exactly. Like maybe when he goes out to get these cans, he has to pay a boatman. Exactly. And all of this is coming out of his own money. So mm -hmm. like he's looking to recoup that investment, that investment of time and that delivery as soon as possible. That is true. And when you're a small business, you don't have those buffers. Mm -hmm. Like larger business could of course say, okay, well, we'll wait. You could give us six weeks. We could get paid in six weeks. It's not an issue because the work, the cash flow is there. Right. It's fine. Right. But for a smaller business who's doing job to job, this one man really going out there to do this mm -hmm. thing and this, he needs his money now. Right away. 
Right away. ASAP. And yeah. the longer you hold up his money, the longer he holds up paying somebody uh-huh. else who is waiting for their money, who is waiting for to pay Skelec. That's true. Who is waiting to pay mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah, we have different obligations, different priorities. So. Which is why I think, like, I, I think it leads into my next question, like, what would be the minimum for you to keep somebody on staff in terms of hours? Because COVID, I think, showed me, well, it was even before COVID, we live in a seasonal place. Like, tourism is seven months, I think, seven months of the year. Is it? It's from, like, October. October, October November, December, January, February, March, April, March. Uh, it's a match. It's a six months. So it's six to seven months of the year is is tourism high season and you make your money and, and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. But then the other six, five or six months, it's like fear to partly cloudy, <laughs> no real showers. It's dry, literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. And people still stay working for some of these companies who have them working like one hour and two hours a week. Yeah. Like, is that is that legal? Is it that the person is making this agreement on their own terms? What is it? Is it their minimum for part-time work? Uh, let me just say, the, the minim- we have a, a standard of working eight hours a day, but when it comes to different sectors of um, the workforce, like... Tourism, of course, you have flexible, Special. yeah, fle- flexible hours. Now, I think that in terms of persons working in the tourism sector, sometimes they're, they're okay with working that extra two hours, working a double shift. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is that, should you say overworked? Because once the worker is willing and able to do it, mm-hmm. it's fine for him or her, mm-hmm. as long as they are properly... Comfortable. Compensated mm-hmm. for the effort that, that they exert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they are shortchanged of their efforts, then that becomes an issue. Okay. Especially when you have to work on holidays and that sort of thing. You have to be compensated. Like, so, so the health component is not really something that you guys would deal with, right? When I say health, health. component, as in, you said overwork, double shift, you work 16 hours a day. Um, there are, I think, some institutions and some places, some departments, mm-hmm. where you're not only working like overtime, but the way that they structure your days is I feel to like kind of criminal. Like for example, I know of this one person who they work from say two o'clock to ten o'clock, but then sometimes that shift ends up going until twelve mm-hmm. and then they have to come in for six. Like that kind of time span like is that is that legal or is it is it a cause for concern because the person literally has to just like go home bathe and come back to work ah i think in in those instances we could talk about burning out <laughs> but it's not necessarily illegal like that it's not it's not illegal i yeah it's it's not illegal it's just that the employer has to make sure that the workers, as I said before... Are just compensated? Are compensated properly. I mean, there are some employers who do some very unfair things. Like, it's it, unethical. Like It yeah. is, because you're going to tell somebody, okay, work, work this back to back to back, and then you get a day off. I don't <laughs> like that. Yeah, I hate that. I think, uh-huh. I, 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 again, most people would disagree, especially people who do it. They'll mm-hmm. say, like, it's fine. I don't think it's fine at all. I think it's awful. 
Like, if you're going to have your staff, I think having a staff that's, like, healthy mm -hmm. is good for the business. Like, if you're going to burn your staff out and then tell them, oh, well, work these, these three shifts, work these 24 hours, and then you're going to get off there. Off there? Mm -hmm. I don't want to off there. I don't want to die from <laughs> exhaustion. Like, right. I, I just find it to be unethical. It, it, and I almost, I almost used to feel like that's what, not knowing about or not including the, the trade, trades and labor union, but um, I almost felt like that's something that the labor department is supposed to be noting. Like, uh, like you are not a machine. You can't, right. you're not supposed to be working for 36 hours straight. What are you doing? And this is, the thing is, if it's a one-off, you would understand, okay, the person is being compensated, it's mm -hmm. great. But then sometimes this is happening every week, every other week. You're working 36 hours or you're working 24 to 26 hours straight. Mm -hmm. And the thing is that I think workers need to understand that they are not machines. Themselves. Yeah, they are not machines. And of course, you need a rest. You need a rest to be productive because when you work... You put out mental effort and you Correct. put out physical, physical effort. effort. Mm -hmm. So it's like you have to make sure to take it of yourself. I'm sure that you've heard persons say, you know, I'm taking this day off because if I drop down and die, Nobody they, and they're going <laughs> to replace me immediately like a right machine. away. So persons have to know, have to be aware of who they are as, as workers. And if they have concerns about being burnt out, then they should... They should say something to the manager. There are some workers, they work hard. Mm -hmm. They work very hard, and they think that it's a sacrifice to be able to, to compensate. So the sweat of the brow, overpouring, dripping into their eyes, soaking their bodies, is not a bother to them because they figure at the end of the day, I have a goal, and this is the goal. This is the, the vote I'm taking for this goal. So if I have to burn out, that's it. So I don't think... I'm not, I haven't seen any evidence of this in terms of person visiting the office to say, you know, I'm I work overworked. With, I'm overworked. I think just people <laughs> just feel like it's, it's what they're supposed to do to achieve a goal. So it's not Correct. an issue, issue per se for them. Where you have the issue now is if they work and they don't get and the they money. don't know. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it's weird to me. I, I, I've long been a proponent, I used to be a proponent of, um, of hustle culture, you know, that culture of like, you know, I was up till like four o'clock this morning, I had to go work at seven. Um, and the older you get, you're like, that's not, that's not it. That's not, I, I like, that's not it. Right. You, you, you would want to think that, like, you know, the harder you work, you know, you're, you're working at the supermarket and you're just, you're gaining these extra hours and you're making mm -hmm. this extra money and this is, it's great. Like, I said, go for it, boo. But at the same time, what you're being paid, well, any reasonable, reasonably profitable business, what you're being paid is already being covered by the customers, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like your employer is losing any, anything from you working overtime. Ah. The only thing they have to do is to gain mm -hmm. from you working overtime because then they're, open, they're able to open longer hours, they're able to make more exactly. money, offer more clients, more customers, all of this. Exactly. So you burning up yourself, you might be like, you know, he ain't got to pay me this much. No, he's, mm -hmm. no, he's not. That's not how it works. Right. It's the customers are paying you, not the, the employees. The employees take the money that they make from the customers mm -hmm. and they divvy it down to you. And I'm saying all of that to say, like, I don't, I don't believe in the hustle culture. I think yeah. it's not a sustainable lifestyle uh -huh. and people keep promoting it as if 
it's good. Oh yes, definitely. People promote it. Hard. Definitely hard. Hard, like you because know. Because they think it's their sacrifice. It's it's what they're supposed to do. What? And their reward is what they set out to accomplish after during all the sacrifice they're making. It's so it's so funny because I I think um I bucked up well preparing for you um. I, I booked up on some research. They were talking about working hours mm-hmm. and how they evolved over time. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about like the the food gathering part of like humanity mm-hmm. when we were gatherers, right? We used to go out and kill and bring it back and uh-huh. And you would think that they were working more then than now. Not true. That is that is a misconception. When we were food gatherers, we worked a lot less hours than we do in this time now. Mm. Because post-World um, War II, when we had the industrial age and you know, the factories and the lights, and because right. of all the technology that developed during the war, right. seasonal work became less, um, less, fo- less foundational. Like You could work in a factory all year, every day, all year round. Mm-hmm. So you find that people could get richer because you could keep working as staff, your factory never has to close. Right. You could make Ford Model T's forever. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Until you find a new model and you're just, okay, let's just make ultra, yeah, yeah. ultra fit and then just make this. Yeah. So it's like, we're working more hours now mm-hmm. than ever. We're not, we're not moving toward working less either. People are coming up like, in order to be successful, you have to work more and more hours. Oh, and that's, a lot of hours. that's not true. Yeah, it's not. It's not true. Like the other day, somebody talked about Elon Musk, and they were saying, um, you know, Elon Musk wakes up at five o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, and mm-hmm. he goes to sleep at eleven. I said, listen, listen, <laughs> listen. No. Uh huh. If he says it, he's lying. What he's doing is he's promoting the hustle culture because he's saying, if you want to be like me, then work and sleep five hours a day, or stop working for five hours a day. Uh-huh. That. He does not do that. Right. They do not do that. Right. Bill Gates don't work, don't sleep for five hours. Mm-hmm. He's to sleep as long as he wants. <laughs> and he wakes up and he just does what he needs to do. Exactly. Because money is of no consequence. It's just, it, it, you put people to do them mm-hmm. things. We think you have an assistant for. But yet we feel like the way to get to that point is to work like dogs. Right. And the people who work the hardest are not the people who make the most exactly. money. Exactly. It's so funny and they weird. Smart. You gotta work smart mm-hmm. and you gotta delegate and invest. Right. Like it's not it's not linear. Yeah. It's like I, I'm gonna be sitting back and there's money coming in. That's mm-hmm. what we anyway. Um yeah, sorry <laughs> for that tangent. That was no, a very it's, long it's, it's tangent. Good, it's good. But I just I just I'm just concerned. What are some of the things though that that um not you, but that the labor department wishes that people would know more about? Like I, I could imagine that there's a lot of repeats in terms of Department or union? Union? <laughs> union? Because okay. you're not in the labor sure. department. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the, the, the labor union. I mean, the, the, yes, the labor. The, the trades and labor union. What, what, what is it that you would like the public to know that would be beneficial so that, you know, you don't have to, like, face the same questions like, all the time? Yeah. Uh, firstly, I'll say to all workers that the Sink is Nevis Trades and Labor Union, we have a tag phrase, we have a new tag phrase. Oh, it's new. Called, it's, yeah, we're working on the whole revamping in our public outreach. Being here is actually part of our outreach. public relations strategy in terms of getting to the ears of the, the public, most of the workers. Mm-hmm. So we want workers to know, our workers to know that this union is your union too. We work for you. 
Mm-hmm. And in terms of issues that you would have, you don't have to wait until those issues fester. You can come and be a part of the union because the union is a general body that is looking out for your interest. Mm-hmm. So it's good to be part of a, a movement of this nature because it's not just bad in terms of what we handle, in mm-hmm. terms of issues, there are going to be some benefits. And in terms of our union, we are looking forward to putting together packages that would be to the benefit of persons who are part of the organization, in terms of even having a card mm-hmm. in the fu- near future that you oh, can produce. Yeah, and, you know, I'm a union member. Here you go. Boom. Yeah. So I got you. Mm-hmm. That, that, is, that is what we're, we're looking forward to in terms of... But how does one become a part of the... the, the I mean, I, you, I feel like you're talking about membership. Like, how do you become a part, a member of the, the trade zone? It's very easy. We have a very simple sign-up form. Oh, wow. We ask very basic information in terms of your name, your date of birth, the category of work that you do, mm-hmm. contact number. Very simple. So you can visit our office at Massey located on Church Street. Mm-hmm. Sign up the form. It's $10 to register, and then you pay a fee of $20 per month mm-hmm. to be part of the, the membership. Mean. Yes. And there are long, I'm guessing there are long-term benefits to being a member. Like, instead of just waiting until I have an issue, as you said. Yeah. Like, if you're a member going forward, like, are there any benefits that you could look forward to? Okay, let me just say that in terms of what we're doing now, mm-hmm. we're hoping to revamp the union in terms of our outreach to workers. Mm -hmm. But we do have a conference that happens every year in October that is the business of the St. Stevens Trades and Labor Union where you can come there and hear what's happening and in terms of shaping what happens going forward. We have an executive body. That's where elections happen. Mm -hmm. And so if persons are passionate, if you're part of the union and you're passionate or if you're on the outside and you're passionate in terms of what you can contribute in terms of the vision of the of the Stinky Sneevish Trades and Labor Union, then you can come to the conference, mm-hmm. be a delegate, and vote. Put your name up for nomination. Wow. If you want to be president, you want to be general secretary, mm-hmm. you want to be treasurer, and you can get the support of others, and then you can be part of the executive body. Now, the executive body is not the union. Mm-hmm. We are the formal body of the union mm-hmm. but the union we place emphasis on the makeup of the of the union the membership the, membership, the workers yeah. they are the ones who dictate what happens and so i think it is very important that now we're on this membership drive Correct. because if you hear the conversation of the years gone you will hear people say oh the union was so active what is happening now and mm. of course they are right in terms of making the comparison that they're seeing but of course it was different times back then you know you had the sugar factory correct, and correct, correct. Mm-hmm. and now we're living in a different times completely we have the tourism industry now most of, but we do have different workers mm-hmm. but in terms of Creatives our eco- so economic um, situation yes and so we want persons to be part of the union in terms of driving what happens within the union. The workers, they have such a, a huge voice collectively, uh-huh. so it's not to stand on the outside and say, the union needs to do this. Persons can actually be part of the union. And actually... Build the numbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm, and Be a then, part of the change. 
exactly be a part of the change because often time we criticize but people don't look at the opportunities that exist to say oh there's a door opened i can actually get inside and do something about Correct. it I, I criticism is okay but if you're going to criticize you must have some sort of Problem solving, some solution, yeah. yeah, within within your mind, yeah, correct. And the opportunity actually exists. Mm-hmm. The same is Nipah Streets and Living Union. Correct. I, I actually find it so funny. I think like we like think it's a Nevis. Let's hear you. We 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 are great at criticizing things. Oh, oh yes. my God, we we're so good at criticizing things that we we do things that I really I really abhor. Um, like for example, like a rumor would spread, and we latch on to these things, and we go hard. <laughs> like we don't even have to have proof. We just, oh, no. just like yeah, it's so she be alley time. <laughs> what you do not know this person at all. You don't right. even you don't know them at all. <laughs> like you've never had a conversation, but we latch on to these things, and the criticism is 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 good. It's also free <laughs> and takes very minimal investment right. or any sort of real time. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, yeah, he over there, he used to do that, there, bam, done, and you're gone on yeah. with your life. You haven't made any real critical changes, that you exactly. haven't done anything. Yeah. You haven't put your hand to the plow. It's mm-hmm. like somebody saying, I'm hungry, how come you ain't done do the food yet? Well, if you had cook. Assist me. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you come <laughs> help me, like it would go faster, but it's like, yeah, we're taking so long. <laughs> You know, and I, I, I don't even I love the people. We are very charismatic, but yeah. Jesus, man, it's like to get to get us to kind of work together. Mm-hmm. Just be a little, just be a little challenging. To be a little challenging. And you saying this way, Stephen, mm-hmm. it reminded me of something that I wanted to say earlier when we were talking about the the vaccination. Vaccination. Uh-huh. Because if you realize, I mean, globally, persons are on different spectrums in terms of the unvaccinated and the vaccinated persons, and these are this debate that is happening and persons have labeled it a division but i've always had this conversation that in modern times Mm -hmm. with access to information information and the fact that people can find out things on their own they don't have to wait on the health official of course health officials will be like yeah they're finding it out but there are a lot of fake news as well correct and yeah that we can take as well but there are lots of actual useful information out there, factual information. And so persons feel armed when they take a position on a matter. In any, in any, on any side. Right, right. (sighs) You you know, what's what's interesting is that you would think the internet would be an objective place and Mm -hmm. it's really not. Even your search history tailors what your search results would be for any particular thing. Right. And if I search for vaccine... Mm -hmm. What's going to come up in my feed is going to be completely different to what comes up in your feed, right. especially with such an issue that's so divisive. Like some people, they don't believe in any authority at all. Mm-hmm. Like they believe that if you had to dismantle the authoritarian or the, the, anybody in power, the world would be a much better place. That's, that's what they generally believe. So right. anything that comes up, they're against it full force only because somebody in a higher position than them is saying it to them. Mm-hmm. Which, for all intents and purposes, you know, you, you could have some reasons for doing that. Because, I mean, in the past, 
It's been some really crazy stuff that right. happened, right? And you're like, y'all ain't gonna just fool me like this. Like, are you gonna need to? But again, at the same time, if you search for um, what you know what would be credible sources of information, you could find information and you could objectively say, I am gonna do this based on this information mm-hmm. that I got. Versus the opposite. Right. I'm not gonna do this and I'm gonna face the repercussions mm-hmm. that I have to face. So again, like it's just you could search it for yourself, mm-hmm. and then I suggest you do your own research, even with your biases, but also search for the opposite view. Right. Like I think a lot of the times we go with what we felt. Like we mm-hmm. try to f- search the internet for things to bolster our position, mm-hmm. versus searching for things that are in opposition to our position. That's true. Which sounds, it doesn't sound organic, but if you want to be a human being, if you want to be balanced, especially information-wise, mm-hmm. you have to do it. Mm-hmm. You have to say, I don't agree with this position, but I'm going to listen to it anyway. Mm-hmm. And I might not still agree with it, but at least I'm aware of why this position exists. Right. Like, why don't people want to be vaccinated? Mm-hmm. If I want to be vaccinated, let me figure out what people are saying, why I shouldn't be vaccinated. Okay. They, at least then I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do this understanding what the possible repercussions could be on this side. Mm-hmm. If you are not for vaccination, go and find out why people are for vaccinations. It might either A, change your mind, or it doesn't change your mind, but at least you're aware of the opposition. That's true. And the conversation becomes less hostile because it's like, I couldn't understand where you're coming yeah. from. Yeah. Right now we think it's a Nevis. The conversation is very hostile. Hostile, red. There are persons who are being accused of holding up the economy and jeopardizing the health of others. So it's like, it's, 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 it's divided. Mm-hmm. But I think that the, the, the noise is clashing on, on other side because nobody's listening to that side over there. So it's like there's this fusion of pros and cons. But there needs to be a level ground. Correct. And I think that's where education comes in. Correct. So health Correct. authorities, you know, you just have to make sure that persons are satisfied because, you know, in everything, there's always, like, pros and cons. They will, yeah, they will be. And if you kind of balance it, if person's satisfied enough, well, you know, the pros outweigh the cons. Uh, the cons outweigh the pros, pros, and you just do what you don't. Yeah, then you, then you decide because no, nothing is perfect. Nothing is perfect at all. I mean, persons are saying vaccines have been around for so-and-so, but, yeah, there's been good stories and there have been bad that's stories. True. So you have that psychological... Thinking in persons, and it's not easy to change persons' mind, especially when they're thinking about something so long Correct. and they're hearing about things so long. It's like it, it, it's not going to happen overnight. Overnight, Correct. And I think the, the thing is, what is always missing for me is the sympathy and empathy module of it. Yeah. Like, we don't really sympathize with people's position at all. Like, it's like, you feel this way, but yeah, I feel like so who cares if you feel that way? Do it. No, 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 no. This person is an individual right. and they also have their own, they're connected to their own circle. Mm-hmm. So if you, me and you are talking and you don't agree with my position, I need to find out why you don't agree with my position. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. Why do you feel the way you feel? Mm-hmm. What makes you want to do this thing? Or right. what makes you not want to do this right. thing? And then you bring your position and you say, okay. And my, 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 my mentality is supposed to be, let me find out, let me earnestly try to understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing worse than if you're talking to somebody and you feel like you're talking to a brick wall because mm-hmm. nothing you're saying to mm-hmm. them is really registering. All they're doing is waiting until you're done. To respond. 
to like you're wrong. Yeah. No, you're not. They're not wrong. Yeah. They feel the way they feel for a reason. There's mm-hmm. a reasoning behind it. That's true. No, there might not be a good reasoning behind it. It might be very faulty. Yeah. But they still feel that way strongly. It's valid to them. It, that is true. Which means it's valid to the conversation that you're right. having with them. Right. And again, these people, as I was saying, like I feel, and and this is why I, I think I criticize the way that the administration dealt with it, especially when it comes to the vaccine push. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's divisive for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. It's, it's divisive politically because the faces that we're hearing from are not necessarily health. They're not necessary. They're not health people. They're not, they're not doctors of medicine. And these are lawyers and economists talking to you and telling you to put this vaccine in your body. Mm-hmm. It's very divisive. It's just, I don't want to hear you. Send you were using these health ministers all the time and these people dealing with health. Send them, yeah. At least yeah. don't get involved. I don't want to hear what you have to say mm-hmm. about me putting something in my body. That's the first thing. Yeah. The second thing is that they're not. We are the town hall meetings. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we are the, we are the, we are the appeals for people mm-hmm. to get voices. So because sometimes people just want to be heard. Sometimes people just want to say, I don't agree. Mm-hmm. Why don't you agree? Well, really and truly, I don't agree because I just feel it's forceful. Not because I don't agree with what you're saying, you know. Mm-hmm. I just don't like how you're saying right. it. They right. say it. They say, well, you know, I apologize. I didn't really mean to say it like that. Yeah. The person okay, well, you know, we could work together and we cool, you know, but mm-hmm. just like, don't make me feel so. You know what I mean? Yeah, person, person, people like to feel engaged. They do. Even if you, you have them in a setting where they can, they can hear their views and ask you questions and be part of the process... They feel important. They feel. You know that their input was necessary enough for you to have this forum for them to just share what... Share the views. Yeah, so you're right. They, and it all boils down, again, to education. Correct. Education. And I think it should have happened more so before the vaccine was work, um, came here. Mm-hmm. But again, the health authorities would say, you know, the public was told ahead of time that the vaccines will come and so on, so on, so But I think in terms of what the, the public has been looking for, mm-hmm. more education. Correct. That, that is what they want. And they're missing that. Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 it's basically what we could summarize is there are two components here. There's the emotional component because fear and so on and so on. Right. And that's not, fear is not, fear could be founded, but oftentimes it's not. Like mm-hmm. it's not based on anything other than I am afraid of this because it's new, it's different, I don't understand it, which is the education component yeah. as well, right? And there's the other component of I don't, I literally just don't know. It's not that I'm afraid necessarily, but just I don't understand yeah. what this is right. and what this is supposed to do to help. I don't understand how this will help. Mm-hmm. So like all of it is education, but all yes. of it is also engaging people and helping them to like feel heard and mm-hmm. feel like they have a say. yeah. Because, I mean, if they feel they have a say, then they're going to be more invested in what's going right. on. And a lot of the people, this is, the, this is what I was trying to say earlier too, mm-hmm. in that you are connected to a circle of people. Mm-hmm. There are people who you talk to on a regular basis that I don't have no connection to whatsoever. I don't know these people. Right. They don't know about me really. Mm-hmm. Some of them don't like me. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a bunch of people that you mm-hmm. have access to that I don't have access to. Mm-hmm. So you might think that engaging this one person is a waste of time. It is not. Yeah. Their voice is heard where your voice cannot that reach. So like every engagement that you have that is, is fueled with compassion and understanding mm-hmm. leads that person away from you with compassion and more understanding. It's mm-hmm. like, guys, I know before I was telling y'all, you know, that I may really agree with this thing, but and I had a conversation with so-and-so and 
ain't really so bad. You know, if you really think about it, right, it's back, 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 yeah. back, back, back. Not everybody in the circle might not agree, but if two, three people agree, mm-hmm. they it's go to their circle. And in sync, it's, it's a nervous. I don't know if this has ever happened to you. It probably has, because you do, you do journalism. We are, somebody sends you this one piece of rumor or just a piece of information in general. And then 10 seconds later, you, you get the same piece of information. Same thing. Same forward, <laughs> same picture, same screenshot from somebody else that is not connected to the person <laughs> that sent you. And then right. 10 minutes later, your family in the family chat somebody. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what I'm, what I'm saying is this. In saying it, it's not difficult to get anything around. Not at all. It, it's, not, it's, not, it's not difficult. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you want to be in a position to influence, you've got to be in a position to listen. Right. And that's the only, that's the only alternative. Mm-hmm. If people are not showing you the kind of, like if you try your heavy-handed when... You know, 10% of the people then respond. And like, okay, we got to try something different. But I don't see the difference. Mm-hmm. It's still the same boom approach. It's yeah. still the same hit. It's still the same karate chop. Yeah. And people ain't going to respond to that. Right, they ain't right. kill. They ain't right. kill what you think. Like, man, ain't taking none. And then something is that, I don't find it so hilarious. I'm not taking none. It's not because I don't believe that it could work or I believe that it's, going to help me. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking none to spite you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to add to your numbers and your percentage and your thing going up in the air and so on. I'm not going to do that because I don't like you yeah. and you don't care about me for real. You just care about this other thing. You care about looking good. Mm-hmm. You care about making money and you don't really care about me. Right, and that that's reservations that work, workers would have. Correct. I've had um, persons who approach and they're asking, they're saying... Well, the conversation from the employees that they want us to this and it's saying that if we don't take the vaccine, you have to, if you go by your doctor, then our doctor will have to verify and, and, and things like that. So it's like workers, they're hearing things that are basically scorching their ears. They're very screeching to their ears and the conversation cannot penetrate to their minds because Great. they have this force that they're dealing with in terms of there's this countdown because there are some workplaces that are saying you have to take it by this certain time and oh, so else. yeah and then some workers are you know open arms in terms of oh, what is this what is this uh, I have these concerns why is nobody listening to me why are you still pushing and telling me you have to take it by these certain times I have issues you're not listening to me and so it's it's a very frustrating time Correct. in terms of what some workers have to be going through. Mm-hmm. And what I like about being a part of the Sinky Sneepy Streets and Labor Union is that when workers feel like they're so disadvantaged and they find out that there's a workers' organization that lends an ear. Correct. You know, you can come into us and sit down and we discuss. They feel at peace, but then that the equation of that is that they come to us. And at times we can make an appeal on their behalf, but mm-hmm. then what happens after that? Because all of us are supposed to be in, in, in this together in Correct. terms of the union and speaking to the employers, these mm-hmm. management, in terms of listening to the workers. Because the workers, they add to the productivity of they any value. Organ- exactly, they value of any up. organization. <laughs> and if you're going to threaten to terminate them, it sends a wrong message because these persons are gainfully employed because they have obligations. Correct. They have family life. They have bills. 
And so it's 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 very hard for them to hear that. They've been working for an organization so long. So many times. Mm-hmm. Because of a vaccine, you know, this you're conversation. You're willing to cut me off. Yeah, you're going to just terminate me like that. So hopefully the there's more conversations that will be ongoing in terms of the workplaces. And, of course, the union is on standby to assist workers. I mean, their workers, sometimes they just have a... a a question that they want to ask us. Well, this is happening. This is happening. What is my right? And then we kind of try to ask them. Well, we don't try to ask them. We ask them to. We listen to them. Mm-hmm. And then we invite them to be part of the St. Kitts, Nevis, Trades and Labor Union. Because when you're part of us, we can actually write a letter on your behalf Correct. to say that we are writing. On behalf the, of so-and-so. Exactly. It, it holds more weight too because it's Definitely. an organization versus just you being on your own. Exactly. Definitely. So mm-hmm. there are some persons who make good on... The invitation, there are some of them who wait a little bit longer, and that is fine. Mm. But they eventually return because they realize that they do need the, the liaison effect in terms Correct. of our outreach to these workplaces. And also, too, I think you guys would understand the protocols much better than the average the oh, average yeah. person. Because, yeah. I mean, when I started working, there was no briefing about what my... Uh, <laughs> what my rights as a worker... Right. Uh, I, I, in fact... I almost want to to make that suggestion, and, and and I think it's it's definitely going to be a resource intensive thing to do, mm-hmm. but educating new workers on oh, what yeah. their rights are because that's one thing I've I've never to this day I don't think I I really have a good appreciation of For what your rights are. Yeah, as a well I'm not a, I don't know, I'm a worker, but <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, 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 but I, I don't know maybe Blue Touch Productions ain't really paying me the kind of money that. They <laughs> <laughs> and they're getting away with murder so like I want to know said the owner <laughs> said, said the owner that's terrible I need to talk to myself <laughs> they look myself in the mirror like I don't like the way you treat me right. I feel like a slave you feel, I feel like you ask me to work extra hours I don't see me I don't see it reflected in my picture um, but but on a serious note like like I don't think we have a good appreciation for what for what those those rules of engagement are. And I think for a long time, correct me if I'm wrong, please, because mm-hmm. I'm talking from a lemon standpoint here. For a long time, I think employers do take advantage of um, the workers who, you who you know, the trades and labor union represents, or even the labor department is supposed to represent. Mm-hmm. Like, they take advantage of your lack of knowledge, like, how much, I mean, when you first started, I don't know, let me not say you, let me say me. Yeah. When I first started working, like, I know I was taken advantage of. Like, mm-hmm. I know if they, if anybody came to me with that, no, it'd be like, no, right. that's dumb. Like, why would I do that? That's right. stupid. But when you were, you, when you're young and you're 19 years old and all you hear is good look at work. Mm-hmm. Want to stack that money. You want to get, <laughs> and you, the money that you're stacking is really <laughs> pathetic, but usually you just go out and yeah. they just tell you, they tell you, what is what you are what you are um, responsibilities to them are, mm-hmm. but it, I don't think employers really lead with this is what my responsibility to you is. Exactly, they don't ever come that way. Yeah. So I find I don't know if if that could be some program. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's something that could be done in the schools or college or something. But just like hey, these are some of your unalienable rights mm-hmm. when you go to work in a workplace. This is. I don't think you could say pesky, but this is the minimum wage at very least. You're supposed to make at least this. Right. If you are qualified, then you could mm-hmm. you could look forward to make something like this. Or yeah. this industry pays per hour mm-hmm. and 
this is a regular hour. Because you go out there and you say you, you agree to a four dollars an hour thing and you're like, you know, you feel good because you're getting money at least. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the month, again, eight hundred dollars. Yay! Yeah. Yeah, like no. When you when you should have gotten nine hundred or a thousand. Or when you should have gotten sixteen because you're yeah. here working like a dog exactly. for four dollars an hour, mm-hmm. right? But nobody says anything Mm-mm. to you. And and even our culture doesn't permit like we're not readily open with our wages. It's not like and most cultures aren't. We're not like, oh you know, um precious I don't make um eleven hundred dollars a month. In the same organization, like we all work the same business. I don't make eleven hundred dollars a month. And precious watching me like eleven hundred? I don't work for eleven hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. I, I don't make twenty eight. Yeah, like how do you get twenty eight? And and the person like, twenty eight? <laughs> but I don't be in here like longer than you. <laughs> I don't be here walking. I don't do you walk. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I think the, 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 work, the workforce is very competitive as well. Correct. So, you know, we're just trying to be the best and make the most. So it's like... You if, feel good. Yeah, once you set, you're like, you know... You only don't make 14, <laughs> I don't make 28. Mm-hmm. I don't make five grand. Like, but the thing is, it, what's funny is, in that situation, only the employer wins. Yeah, and in terms of what you said about education, it is very important because mm-hmm. as the union is going forward in terms of making its outreach much broader, revamping mm-hmm. its image and all of that, and, uh, included on our to-do list includes the education of workers, Correct. of our membership. So we are hoping to have different like seminars and what's not mm-hmm. to, to meet with workers to facilitate actually what you said in terms of educating them on their rights at the workplace and just in general because uh, I think that workers in a lot of instances those who come to our office they find out about their rights when they've been affected in terms of something was wrong and they probably ask somebody does this look right to you and they're like no that ain't look right so go see a lawyer or there's a sinky sneaky trades and labor union go and ask a question and it's only when they get in that setting it is confirmed that yes, this is wrong. Yes, the uh, employer did something exactly. The employer did something wrong, and it actually needs to be addressed legally because you are owed this, and you're supposed to get this, and you're entitled to it. So yes, education again, totally important. And also, too, it's sometimes I, I find it to be even worse <laughs> if it's not just at the end where they were violated, but all throughout their tenor, like. <laughs> Like, my God, again, we're in a bad situation. I think, I don't know if, I want to say, I don't want to use a buzzword, but, like, colonialism probably has a lot to do with it. Like, we are subjugated as a people. We don't respond to authority with, like, you have a responsibility to care for me. Right. We respond to authority like, I serve you. Mm -hmm. Which, really and truly, is the opposite of how this works. Like... I don't serve you. We have an understanding. Right. You have a responsibility to me and I mm-hmm. will take my responsibility to you exactly. as well. Like I have a responsibility mm-hmm. to do what I am being paid to do and you have a responsibility to take care of these things for me while I'm working right. for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I see people like even in the construction site and so I always ask the question like have you like people who got on construction site to assess risk are like workers, you see workers hanging over. I don't know, people will be like, that's Stephen, that's right, that's that. But you see guys like, you know, on this side of a roof, mm-hmm. pulling up like bu- um, buckets of cement and so. 
if they fall over exactly. and get hurt, like yeah. they can't work again, they can't do this anymore. Like who then pays for that? Like social security is not gonna want to pay you forever because mm-hmm. you're young. If you're ten, if you're fifteen, no sorry, if you're seventeen years old, eighteen years old. If you're eighteen years old and this was like two months into your tenure mm-hmm. as a a laborer or something, you're like you fall over and you hurt yourself. You're eighteen years old. Yeah, and that that's a conversation. Uh, in relation to occupational health and safety. Correct. It is something that we often don't pay enough attention to. Because if you're doing it, customer practice accustomed to go up on the higher ledge and nothing happens to me. So if I do it 20 more times after that, I'm good. But there's there's a risk. And of course, we have to be vigilant at the job site. Construction, of course, is very risky. And you have to make sure that you are safe at all times. Because, of course, if you're injured, you could could be injured and you could actually die. Correct. So workers have to be vigilant about that. And, of course, there are the foremen, there are the supervisors and what's not that, who should not allow these reckless practices. But, unfortunately... They don't. <laughs> because get it work done quick. It happens. Yeah, it does. It does. And I don't think it happens too often. That's my my issue with it. It's not that it happens in a nuanced niche where like, oh, this one construction site had some like really loose boundaries when it comes to to precautions. Yeah. It's like this is it. If this is where you don't, where you don't just do like you just you hang off at the back of a truck and you're just like one handed. Mm-hmm. Like you know you know it's just. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, but we do this, and it becomes a culture. It becomes mm-hmm. a norm. And if somebody gets hurt, then it's not looked at as this was always wrong. It's looked at this person faltered. It was their fault. Mm-hmm. Why they were hurt? No, the, the system is bad. You're supposed to try to alleviate pain and suffering as right. much as possible. Occupational health and safety is very, very important. Uh, let me just share with you, Stephen, sure. is that uh, the union we are. We keep our watchdog eyes on business places, and we actually have provisions where we have unionized members of a certain organization. We have what you call shop stewards. Shop stewards. Yeah, those are the persons who are the eyes and ears of the union. They are there to see whether or not something is not looking right, and so they could actually report to us. That's, that's the proactive part of it. Yeah, yes, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so that, that, that is something that is very, very important because when you have shop stewards and you have persons who are part of an organization and they're working for a company, there are certain things that cannot happen. Cannot happen at all because these shop stewards know what is right, they know what is wrong, and so they can actually approach management and say, this doesn't look right. And if this needs to change, it needs to change. And they could approach us. And that's where the meetings happen. We also have collective bargaining agreements in terms of when we have unionized members at these business places where we can come in and negotiate on your behalf. Uh, in terms of occupational health and safety, we mm-hmm. have a, a collective bargaining with one uh, with a company in particular and, you know, you discuss things in the collective bargaining agreement in terms of highway safety and making Correct. sure that the, the proper shoes are worn and different things like that. So these workers who actually work in certain places, they have a voice. They know what is safety in terms of what should happen in mm-hmm. terms of certain business places. So in terms of construction workers, you're welcome to join the Sinky Street Industries. 
and labor union and in terms of us making inroads in terms of looking out for your safety and make sure that you get certain benefits it's all around in terms of workers benefiting so correct yeah you're part of the union correct got it <laughs> got it precious is there anything else that you want to like just add on on the top because you've been here been here been talking i, I yeah I've, I've been here talking <laughs> it's, it's it's been a good conversation it is um, I, I did enjoy it so earlier i mentioned that actually we are two hats in the organization and uh-huh. uh, let me just share with you that sometimes when i'm hearing about issues that are affecting workers uh-huh. sometimes i'm like ah, oh, this is a reporter's thing but then i go back and I'm like oh it's a, it's a trade union thing because it's so interesting sometimes when you hear certain things that are happening in the workplaces and sometimes it's like two, three years ago, five years ago, wow. and certain cases have not come to, to a close. close yeah. I remember I was at a particular workplace and I was speaking with the workers and they were they were agitated about something and I can't say what it is, but they were mm. agitated. Mm. And I'm like, you, they were talking about the possibility of a strike. So I said, I remember saying to one of the shop stewards, now listen, if you guys decide to strike, I am going to take off my general secretary hat and I'm going to put on my reporter's hat and I'm coming out there and I'm taking pictures and I'm interviewing you and you. Because it, it just felt like, because I'm wearing two hats, you know, you just kind of Yeah, you kind of switch. Because then sometimes you're wondering, oh, this is happening. Why, why, why are you not saying this to the media? Because, of course, the media is very important too. But then it's like, then you it becomes... To, but then you have to hand the things behind, behind correct, the scenes. Because it could become a big... And everybody doesn't want to be the center um, of a controversy. Like, it's it's not attractive to no, some it's people. Not. It's like, I don't want oh, my name <laughs> to go. It's right. like, my name is Tony Laplace. And, and, and I, I don't like this business. It's been doing... And you're like, okay, well, no, you're Tony Laplace forever. The yeah. guy who stood up against blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And some companies just see that as very hostile mm-hmm. and they wouldn't touch you with a 10-foot pole. It's like, I don't want you to put me on blast. Definitely. But in terms of what's going to happen in, for us as having a media entity as well mm-hmm. is putting more workers, central news in the, in the paper in terms Correct. of educating. That is going to be an outlet as well in terms of educating Education. workers. Yeah. And uh, let me just say that <clears throat> I'm the first female to actually occupy the... General secretary seat, so what? But yeah. then the guy before you say he was there for like, yeah, he was there a while, forever. Yeah. <laughs> he was and there. then came me, and then yeah, congratulations. It, it, in terms of me wearing two hats, though, uh-huh. it is not a unique thing because the one of our national heroes, Joseph France, mm-hmm. he actually was working for the paper and the trades and neighborhood, yeah. Uh-huh. So he actually wrote things in terms of workers' interests and all of that. So Correct. the union has been working in terms of us rebranding. You know, the public can look out for us in terms of, you know, reaching your ears more. And we're just going to be in your face. But you can be part of the, the excitement, I must say, that is pending. Mm-hmm. You can be part of the membership and just help the vision of the Sinky TV Streets and Labor Union to be shaped. Mm-hmm. And so it reaps down to the benefit of... Everybody. Correct. Um, Precious, thank you so, so much for being a part of the show. You're welcome. It Thanks for having fun. me. Yeah, it was fun. It, it was, was like fun. we were catching up, but still discussing things. So it's like, eh. And it's some pertinent things. There's some of this stuff really heavy, man. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, It'll be good to be back for updates because, of course. Of course, yeah. The it's union probably is in a mode of, you know. Movement. Movement. Like, general secretary on the ball. Yeah. Let's do it. 
boom, next, right. next level. Wait, Stephen, we are coming. So you have to keep about. up. Exactly. Eight miles yeah. or more. Like Eight sure. miles or more. I think that's what this episode is going to be called. Eight miles? Eight miles. Okay. Or more. Sounds cool. Sounds catchy. Yeah. But it's, all, it's catchy, but it, I don't think it has anything to do with the topic. Monkey pose. Yeah, but at least can be like one and clickbait like eight miles. Eight miles or more. Okay, man. Oh, this ain't about exercise. Oh, okay, let's just see what's happening. <laughs> all right, uh, precious, thank you so much. And guys, thank you for listening. As usual, peace. No gang signs, guys. Take it easy.